Welcome to WRL Broadcast. I am Hate Mail. With me today, we have Burger. What's up? And Mr. Zubaz. How are we doing tonight? Who's the most popular man in DCL lately. (laughs) (laughs) He's getting around. And uh, this is the Burger Shack, and we are showcasing the new tunes today. So... Let's go ahead and just get right into them. Let's start with the the main attraction, who I think probably, well, you tell us, Berger, who is your, um, who do you like of the new tunes the best? Oh, I, hands down, Batman Who Laughs. So he's uh, he's pretty good. Yeah, you know, I, I think he, even the, well, I think it's similar to kind of like the Impulse one where, like his kit is really strong and like you don't need a lot of like the legendaries in order to really make him great um but there are he he does have a pretty pretty cool and unique little kit that that seems to be able to do a lot i was really intrigued by the speed down when he's hit to the rest of the team but not the person attacking that just seemed really unique and different and seemed like a a neater character the, oh what, yeah, for sure. What yeah, would you? Turn meter. What would you think you'd rate him? Just you know, if you were to give him a score early on, and how how strong you think he's going to be? Um, I'd probably say A tier. I guess I think he would go well on a lot of teams, um, and comp and you know complement several you know a lot of different tunes. Uh, nowhere near, no, no, not S tier by any means, but I'd probably say A tier so far. I've faced him a couple times now, and he does seem like he's pretty strong. He took a full buffed Lex to the face, so he's not super squishy anyway. And I, I haven't faced him. I've only faced him twice, I think, and both times were in siege, so I wasn't gonna even play around with him at all because he's just. He seemed a little scary, so I didn't want to. I didn't want to risk anything. But um, from from what I've seen, it it. I mean, I've 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 seen him very little. But what it seems like is, on defense at least, if you don't take care of him right away, he could become a problem much later for folks. Yeah, I I noticed I was watching one of your videos, Burger. It seems like those crit chance ups, he can stack like forty five of those in like two turns. I mean, it's crazy. oh yeah. No, he stacked them uh, really quickly. But you know the, uh, you know, like whenever I'm sitting here and like I use him, like I mean, it's the cool thing is is when I look at my defense log, generally like you know two or three days into siege, you're looking at you know like 15 losses, 16 losses already. But you know, like this morning when I was adding them up, I was four wins and 11 losses. So I think I think it is kind of giving people a little bit of fits Pro- part of it probably being they just don't know how to handle them yet and they might underestimate them or go after prioritize somebody else but it's it's so far it's been pretty cool I've, I've been seeing a lot more defensive wins yeah he definitely um he's definitely a scary character and th- well this siege is ridiculous this siege is so hard <laughs> this is like i'm i've never sweat so much in every match in siege yeah i mean you saw a couple of my matches because i was sending you video um it's it's definitely getting close several times yeah i had uh i had a loss today it was it was a team i tested 10 actually i think i tested it 20 times and i knew if like four different things happened i would be in trouble 
but I couldn't get it to replicate but one time. And even then I was able to be okay. So I was like, well, the odds of that happening are so low. And of course it happened. <laughs> but where Barda gets a double taunt and Lex doesn't crit. And just like there were so many things that had to happen for it to go south. And it all happened and it went south. So I, I should have known better. I should have went for a safer team. But oh well. It seems like everybody's doing poorly because I was still pretty high in the standings considering. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was saying to Josh earlier that I think that this siege, more than any other, um, you know, I know a lot of players, they, they take the opportunity to test in Wraith against the same exact lineup. But because the percentages are so wacky, like, you, it's it's impossible to replicate whatever Hawk Girl is going to do. Uh, you know, whether she's going to get one stun or three or, or whatever. And so that little thing just changes the entire match. I think it can give you a feel for the match, but I don't think you'll ever be able to replicate the same match twice. No, it's, yeah, it it just seems like it's all over the place. And then the CJI and the Wraith AI are so different. Right. Like absurdly different. So, so what would you say, he seems, Batman Who Laughs seems kind of like a character that you really don't need a particular team for him. Is there any, any teams that you would think are better than others, or you think he's kind of just a plug-and-play character? Well, so some of it, like, you know, it requires, um, you know, some of his kit, like, is triggered by, you know, having, you know, like, disease and stuff like that. Um, and so, like, like if you were to have, like, a like a 2D team, like, I'm sure he actually probably fit great on there. Um, Batman? You know, or are you talking about King Shazam? Oh, actually, yeah, sorry, King Shazam. Yeah, that's right. Um, but so, yeah, so with him, like I think I mean he seems to work well with I mean every team that I've tried him on um, you know Lex team's always going to do well because he adds buffs on several of his moves um, so yeah I, I, I haven't really I haven't got a chance to test him a lot because during raids when he first came out obviously going ham on raids kind of slows you down a little bit but yeah. um, so far everybody I've used him on he does pretty well yeah I don't really see any particular anything that would lend him to be better than you know any other team i mean i guess he he does seem like he'd probably pair pretty well with barda just because you know black flash or anybody does an aoe it, they're in so much trouble yeah no. I mean, when, when you look at his synergies and so many tunes in the game have all these gates that they have to meet he doesn't really have gates on his own it's his gates are enemy gates if they're like if the enemy has crit chance ups that sort of thing um, and you can't, you just can't plan for that. You know, he's going to be great against Black Flash because, again, he's got an enemy gate of speed ups, you know, that he can purge or whatever, something like that. But, but otherwise, like, there's nothing like, oh, if he's overhealed, he gets X. So you don't have to worry about trying to fit him in with your own team. And I have a feeling those are the losses, Burger. Somebody just rolled in with Black Flash. Oh, let me. Should be easy. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then they get destroyed. Yeah, I've had some. I, I can't find any revenges to do because everybody's using like insane teams against me. Like it, it just doesn't make any sense for me to do any revenges right now. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. If you had just kind of an early thoughts, legendary order, what would you, what would you say on him? Um, four, absolutely. Um, going first. So, you know, the, 
where if any enemy dies, no matter who kills him, like he he gets an extra move. So that that's that's crucial. Um, and so you're sitting there getting extra attacks each match every time you take somebody out. Um, so I'd say is four, then then is three. I think I would lean into. Um, and so you know, like the just to get the medium overhill. Um, even though it's only 50% chance, then I went his one, um, then, uh, two, and then, uh, five. Okay. Yeah, I can see where you're saying it doesn't seem like, I mean, other than his four and maybe his three, there really isn't, there really isn't a whole lot of reason to take him any higher if you, you know, the type of person who is limited on shards or anything. He's probably perfectly fine at L1, L2. Oh yeah. Uh, again, I think it was really similar to the impulse one, where you you know you really have like a couple of them you do, and you know they're so much of their kit. Like like the best parts of it are you know without the legendary order. So yeah, I think you can get away with that. All right, let's move on to King Shazam. What are your early thoughts on him, just overall? Um, I, I would rank him B. You know, I think like a B tier. So, you know, he, he definitely you know brings some utility. The good thing about him is he actually hits harder than normal Shazam. Um, so that's nice. Um, and so, um, so far, I mean, I, I I like him. Like I've again, like I've I've been using them together a lot. And um, you know, I, I think a, what I was saying earlier. Like I think a lot of the King Shazam's kit is is able to be enhanced by, you know, his disease and stuff. So if you pair him, you know, with people with disease, like it's he he does really well. I noticed that uh, he seems to stack up diseases crazy fast on defense. At least the one time I faced him, I didn't kill him as fast as I meant to, but I for, for some reason I underestimated him a little bit. I didn't think he'd be too big a deal, and I mean it was so close for me dying, losing two tunes to disease. He he stacks those up so fast. Are you seeing that on offense that he can stack them up pretty quickly, or is it just kind of a defense thing? Um, there's definitely been some that that he absolutely has where I've I've seen him like really lay into Barda, and like her overhill can't keep up with it. Um, but it, 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 I'm not seeing it that often, so it's not like every match I'm seeing him do a ton of damage with it. But some of the matches that go on several rounds, like it definitely starts stacking up. Have you faced him at all, Zubaz? I have not faced him yet. Um, you know, I've seen him in very, very limited action. Uh, you know, obviously it looks like just based on his kit, though, that that he is going to be this sort of the ultimate disease tune, um, which. You know, just to drop a little comment here, I I think that that's why I was brought in was to talk a little bit about like who these characters are and and what they're doing. That was and, I was just about to head to that. Oh, I was, <laughs> yeah. So it is it is bizarre that King Shazam is this disease tune. That's that's the weird part. Um, this strikes me as another incident like Amazo, where they did perhaps very, very cursory research about like who this character is or what they do, um, and then assigned the kit based on that. So, so when Amazo came out, he's this disease tune. People are asking why, and the only thing I could think of was, oh, well, there was a whole storyline called the Amazo virus. 
even though that it wasn't like an amazo driven event it was a lex thing and you know they they made him a disease tune so here you've got king shazam he's the infected he's one of the 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 secret six batman who asks secret six and his goal his his raison d'etre is to infect superman but it's not his own toxins or anything like that he's using one of batman who laughs batarangs to go infect superman well to be fair he is carrying <laughs> a batarang and that's what he uses on his two okay well so so that's that's the best that they can do though but then it's even weirder than that batman who laughs does not have any disease um you know like that's that's where it just it's very strange so king shazam he he really in in my opinion he should have just been a skin um you know i don't think he warranted an entire other character in the game but if hey, you look joker at is that you yeah. <laughs> that's where he said the exact same thing like three it, hours ago it's true i mean it's but so, so king shazam he appears in very very few comics in his own comic we do get to see a little bit of his powers and it's basically just shazam to the highest possible level uh you know in in his own comic he he beats up a whole bunch of gods it's kind of cool to see. I mean, I, the, the storyline itself is not particularly it, is great. It a, is it an individual comic or is it a graphic novel series? It's a, it's a one-shot. Um, he's got, it's it's literally King Shazam number one. I think it's called King Shazam the Infected. Um, it came out when they did a one-shot for each of the the Secret, si- or, uh, Secret Six guys. So there was one for Donna Troy, uh, one for uh, Blue Beetle, uh, you know, basically going through all of them. He's got his own. There's very limited story. It's mostly just him beating up other people, other gods, uh, and that's kind of the end of it. And the idea that that warrants its own character in the game and then that it's a disease character was very, very confusing to me. (laughs) So, quick question. I'm on Amazon. I'm looking. It says, King Shazam, you're the villain, infected. And then there was... Then, it, for some reason, it's coming up with Batman Superman number one variant edition, Batman Superman number three. Is he in all three of those, or just the one? He does. No, he, he appears in those Batman Superman comics. So the the solo one is his own thing. It's his story where, uh, essentially, after he fights all these gods, he fights Mary as well. The ones in the Batman Superman comics actually advance the story. Uh, a little bit more, because that's where those main stories were coming from. Um, In the Batman-Superman comics, that's where he is actually uh, trying to lure Superman into the trap to infect him with the infected Batarang, that sort of thing. Gotcha. But then he ends up infecting Supergirl, right? Yeah, she basically takes the bullet for Superman. Um, So so Supergirl, is she becomes the infected, and, you know, then they're all cured later. (laughs) (laughs) kind of the end of it so um you know the, he he doesn't get it he he fails in his one mission uh you know his, his one mission was to infect superman and he fails at it and then we really don't hear from him again all right so what i will do is i just ordered that issue so if you're listening to this episode go on our youtube page make a comment in the comments page and whenever i get this because it says i'm not going to get it till may 11th um to may 15th when we will air once i've had it once I got it, and it will be read once, and then whoever comments and is interested in winning, just comment in the comment section, and we will give this away as a, another give up, giveaway. Nice. It, it has very good art, that issue. Uh, I, I really did like the art in his King Shazam issue. 
Um, and, uh, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a mythology buff. He does fight a number of gods who normally don't appear in DC Comics. Uh, I won't spoil it, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a fun little kind of popcorn issue with, with not much at stake. Cool. I look forward to reading that. And then um, let's go back to the character. Obviously, teams, disease characters, probably pretty good with them. Have you had a chance to do that at all, Berger, or just siege with them? Well, so I, I tried to do one with my Roz and everybody, but uh, like unless you have him RB5, he's not going to last very long. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I uh, I got steamrolled several times when I tried to when I tried to have fun with it like that. So uh, I don't think he would work very well with mine. Yeah. L5 isn't enough. Yeah, that's my always been my problem with disease or bleed teams. They just you they kill you die so fast. The matches are so quick. Except for, I mean, unless you're doing like a Barda type match type thing. That's where I kind of think he might work. And I'm kind of looking forward to using him because I really think you could just try to just sustain as long as you can and just see if you can disease out the enemies. That that might work. I even thought about, I kind of toyed with the idea since he had a stun. I was like, oh, maybe I can make him work with Hawk. And then I could burn my Rebirth Crystals finally that I've been <laughs> storing up that I can't seem yeah. to spend. His, his stun does come in handy, especially against the bot team so far. So, let's talk Legendary Order with him. He's a little tougher, because his Legendaries look like they are a little bit more required. Yeah, so, um, so I did five first, because I like the idea of having the chance for his disease to spread faster and get it going earlier on. Um, and so applying that, you know, at the, uh, to a random enemy at the start of the combat, like I, that I did that. Um, and then after that, like it kind of, you know, I, I tried to look at it like how I would play with them in siege and what would come out first with it. So after that, I, I, I did his three for heal immunity um on the primary target um and then i did two um to imply in to apply in rage um and then i did his four and then his one after that yeah it's kind of actually just looking at it that's kind of what i would would have thought would probably be what people would go for um, what, does, what, what does the disease at the beginning of battle, I guess, what does that really do for you? You know, potentially maybe eat some awareness from, from the enemies? Well, so it starts because it spreads every turn. Um, okay. I, I forgot. I think you, I, I, I don't remember the exact thing, but I think it's like 15% chance to spread. Um, and so then that goes to the other team, to his teammates. And then every time they keep sharing it, then it's like 3% damage. For every disease they have. Yeah, it's just like bleeds, but they're they're moving around constantly. Right. But a lot of his kit is gated by disease. Right. Because so, like, he's got the one ability that makes it so that he, he can apply three strength downs if they have disease, a 75% chance. And then... Um, yeah. let, me, let me just ask this, too, and I, I know the answer to it, but it might be helpful for if you have like new players listening and that sort of thing. Because your Shazam goes first, those diseases will apply even against uh, how Jordan team, right, Burger? They do. 
Okay. They do stack underneath. Yeah, I think it will prevent the spread, but the initial three will be there. Right. All right. Let's go back to. I have a question for you, Zubaz. On Batman Who Laughs, Joker, for some reason, is not a fan of the character. I couldn't remember if you were at all. I am not a big fan of that storyline. Um, uh, you know, I'll be honest. I, I think that the entire uh, Dark Knights and everything, that, Metal, um, I, I think it's a result of, of DC having written themselves into a corner uh, over like several decades which is you know they basically they they saved the universe uh so then they expanded and now there's a multiverse and they saved the multiverse and then they went to the source wall and they saved like time and history and like existence itself and so they're like okay well now what uh (laughs) what what can we save next so they invented the dark multiverse which is like the opposite of already the multiverse and uh, I'll you know spoiler alert they've they've saved that now um, so I don't know what is next but but that's where to me that this comes as a result of where it's just like all right we got it we got to up it we got it and and that's where Batman who asks comes from um, and so he is this this very uh, I think hot guy put it particularly well when he said try hard um, you know he's a he's a character that is supposed to be sort of the best of Batman and the best or worst, however you want to think of it, of Joker. Um, And to me, in the end, those characters are both so similar and then so opposite that the character that results of combining them winds up being not particularly interesting to me. So, you know, my... Yeah, so my... um, So so I look at it, so I, I didn't like the ending of it, um, but you know, it's kind of, to me, it's kind of like a newer way to kind of tell the, um, you remember like, I think it was in the nineties, like the tower of Babel storyline. Right. Uh, and and there was like basically Batman, like, you know, things he put in place were able to take out everybody. And so it, you know, you kind of always have that thought, right? Like, you know, Batman, yeah, like he has plans for everybody. He always has these contingency things, but it's always, it always goes back to he's still immortal, like so. Like, what can he? What can he really do against some of these characters that you know are gods or, you know, equivalent almost like in the DC universe? And so, you know, I think like the thing that I liked about it at first, because I actually liked the initial parts of it, where it started showing like you know what happens if Batman, like if he did go rogue and he finally killed Joker, and then that's kind of what transforms him. Um, cause you know, it, like in several things, like it has it where like Joker has like the laughing gas inside of him that's released. If whoever kills him, it's kind of like his last laugh at them. And so, you know, that, that, that kind of changes him. Right. But then you also have it where, you know, if he had a green lantern ring, if he had the speed force, if he, um, you know, took, uh, uh, dooms had doomsday DNA infused into his, and you start seeing like how, like Batman's mind works, but then if you actually started adding in some of these other powers, just you know how overpowered he can be, and um, and so I, I liked it at first for kind of telling some of that storyline, but yeah, towards the end, I think it, it got a little bit hard to hard to read. Yeah, I you know my opinion, Marvel they have their what if series where it's like 
oh, what if Namor joined the Fantastic Four? And they do like a one shot and it's just like a cool story about what would happen if this weird circumstance, what would happen if Deadpool was Weapon X instead of Wolverine, whatever the case may be. And and that, I think, is how they really could have just handled this is what if Batman got a Green Lantern ring? What if Batman, you know, had to rule Atlantis like like that sort of thing? And I think that those characters were cool. I absolutely agree with that. Um, I think the whole story certainly just got a little convoluted. Um, And I'm just uh, I'm a little bit more of a, I guess, a purist about Batman, which is I, I will always prefer a small scale story where he is just dealing with something as a detective in Gotham city, as opposed to having to save the entire multiverse and dark multiverse at the same time or whatever. Yeah. Um, You know, again, like talking about Marvel a little bit, like you've got daredevil. A lot of people compare him to, to, to Batman in some instances and, and daredevil has made the last 40 or 50 years managing, not the universe, not even New York city, but like 25 square blocks in midtown Manhattan. And that's where almost all of his stories <laughs> occur, like outside of a couple little jaunts to, you know, Europe or San Francisco or whatever. But but he's had a really successful run being that small scale character. Same thing with Spider-Man. Same, you know, before DC kind of blew up, that's how Green Arrow was. That's how the Flash was in Central City and everything. And now everything has to be so gigantic and i think that they just they lose it a little bit when they when they try to stick the landing yeah like the the batman who becomes gotham city and just basically a, a bunch of buildings and stuff that comes together yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. pretty pretty ridiculous see i've never been a huge i mean i enjoy superman but i've never been a huge superman fan for that reason i don't like when the characters are just too insanely powerful when they're when they're basically gods it just it becomes too much it you know kind of it loses the fantasy because you're like oh it, that's why I, i'd always liked greenland like i liked a lot of the green lantern stories but i didn't like green lanterns as a whole just because it seemed like their power was unlimited and well let me tell you then you are not gonna like dark knight's metal <laughs> because <laughs> this is batman at his kind of uh, you know, as close to omnipotent as he's ever going to get, basically. <laughs> I have it, and I started reading it, and then I never finished it. And I kind of yeah. enjoyed the first couple issues, and I was going to go back and dig those out of the archives, and then I was going to buy the uh, Batman Who's Laughs graphic novel to do as a giveaway. Because I figure, because my problem with a lot of these comics, I stopped buying them because I got tired of storing them. But I'm like, oh, this actually <laughs> works out. I'll just give them away at the end. So Right. <laughs> Oh man! So before we wrap this up, just some um, quick thoughts on the reworks. How you guys liking? So you guys, we'll start with you. How you liking uh, Barda and Bizarro? Uh, you know, I, I think uh, Barda was somebody who was probably on the low end of needed a rework, but they certainly made her just a little bit better, uh, and so that's great. Um, you know, I think people are are having mixed results. It, she seems to be very RNG dependent. Like, oh yeah, my Barta triggered every single turn that match, and then the next time you run her, it's like, is she broken? Uh, did they <laughs> did they forget to turn her on this particular match? Um, so that's that's interesting. Um, Bizarro, I, you know, I I wish that they had done a little bit more to open his gates as well. 
Um, you know, he, he does seem very effective. His, his stun move is incredible now where it purges the immunities and then stuns. That's a, that's a really, really incredible mechanic. Um, I do think he suffers, though, when there's not debuffs flying around. And I wish there was some way to, to help him open those gates a little bit better. Uh, but other, overall, I think that they are both improvements. And that's usually the most that you can ask for for the reworks. How about you, Berger? Um, yeah, I, I agree totally with the uh, with the Barda. Like, it seems like mine will never trigger, but when on defense, when I'm playing others, like she's triggering every move. Like even before I t- touch the screen, they even hit her. <laughs> um, and so I'm sitting there like, oh man, what's going on? Um, but yeah, I, I do think they they found a way to make her better. Found a way to get her to where people will use her regularly. Um, yeah, I can see her, you know, really helping, you know, a, a lot of teams like, you know, you throw her in there with Coda and stuff like it, it, you can, you know, give a little extra sustain, protect her some, shield her a little bit, and then, you know, let her kind of do her, her thing. So, you know, I, um, so I absolutely think, uh, you know, she's probably a, if, if I had to rank her, um, and then Bizarro, you know, I, he, he does a lot. Um, and he, he like, I mean, whether or not it's bleeds or, um, you know, stunning, you know, really outside of like the one move though, and trying to load him up with like Manta or somebody in siege and trying to take out like a Barda just to stack bleeds and stuff. Like I, um, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if he'll get like a lot of play, um, after siege. So I, I'd probably have him like a B tune. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I didn't like Barda that much at first. And then as I was playing Siege, yes, last, actually, or this morning, I think it was, I broke and took her RB3 just to give her a little more survivability. And that seemed to be the catalyst to make it so she never taunts again. Um, <laughs> she, she hasn't taunted in probably 20 matches. But I, you know, when I play a tune like that, I just assume they're never going to use their passive ability that I need. And she actually does pretty well without it. Um, she's she's very tanky, and that was the reason I decided to pull the trigger on her. I still don't know if I'm going to take her RB5, even though I think she would be an asset for when you need just a red tank that because you can't I can't rely on MJ to ever dodge. So, you know, Metallo, I he's probably my favorite red taunter, and he can take a few hits, but not like Barda can. So, so I am pretty impressed with her for that reason. And Bizarro, I'm with you guys. He's He's kind of lackluster. He's a character that I think might actually be halfway decent at RB5 because he could take hits. But really, he's got one move. And that one move is incredible, and I'll probably bust him out here and there just to solve, you know, Coda under Hal, you know, different problems like that. But I'm with you on that. He's he's probably not going to see a ton of play, but he's, I mean, he was a trash-tier character easily. So at least, you know, now he's respectable and has a, serves a purpose. Let me ask you guys both this, since it's been kind of a subject floating around the forums a little bit. Uh, they both have turn zero taunt. They both, n- neither one of them has any way to avoid kind of like a one-shot kill or something like that. Um, but both of them also are on, on legendary. So, I mean, do you recommend that people take the turn zero taunt for either of them, or do they consider not doing it? I would say if you're gear below gear 11, you might want to, especially Bizarro. Bizarro, I, I, I 
think about not taking it because he's dark side and a few others can t- take him down pretty fast. Barda though, I mean in gear 11 especially. I I don't know. I I feel like that's her like without it I I don't see why you would bring her even. Yeah, I mean I, I would take it on both, but you know, I look at it so I, I generally only use the tunes during siege and that's it. And so I I would uh I absolutely do. I I think that it makes sense to have it on both. I know it helped Josh in one of his matches. I can't remember which one it was. I was when I was watching a stream at one point, not having it on Bizarro because he was L four and didn't take it. But with Bardo, yeah, I mean, I I think for Siege it's been interesting just because a lot of people don't want to hit Barda and trigger her stuff, and so if you run Barda and Bizarro, uh, people have the option of attacking the Bizarro instead, which which makes their match a lot easier. I don't think that that's like a good reason to not take it. That's that's a unique circumstance. Like, oh, I don't want my defense to be a little bit easier in siege when I have just run them both in one match. That's that's awfully specific. Um, But other than that, I mean, yeah, I I especially think low gear people that are uh, prone prone to one shots. You may want to just think twice or, or slot it at the end. Yeah, but I mean, I really don't know what Barter brings to the table if. I mean, I guess you because you because you're waiting to use her taunt to get the death immunity. So I guess that makes sense. But right, and when when it comes with men's and stamina ups, as opposed to just in the beginning when it's just the taunt. Right. So yeah, I guess that makes sense. So if you're if you're lower gear, and I even put that in my um, legendary order, you know, to be mindful of that. All right. Well, any other comments before we wrap this up? I, I just have one question. So Zubaz, when are you going to get your own show? Uh, I am loving just being a guest on other shows right now. Uh, we're still, you know, I'm working on it though. I'm building like a little studio. I'm getting a mic, getting a camera, getting a cool background and, and we'll see. And then maybe I'll have you guys on. It'll be awesome. Uh, we have had some WRL negotiations trying to get a, a Zubaz <laughs> <true>. episode. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks for, uh, you know doing the the whale thing burger as always every month burger we actually we were, we were talking about that earlier and we decided that it's it's too big to just call it whaling now it's that it's it's blue whaling is is what it's known as because that is the largest animal that has ever been in the ocean so uh yeah con- congrats on on blue whaling <laughs> again this month well i definitely my credit card definitely feels like it's getting hit by a blue whale <laughs> <laughs> But but you get cool points and rewards, so I'm stacking awesome. those. So that's nice. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, guys. Oh, Thanks a lot. Cool. Thanks right, for thanks, listening, guys. everyone. Don't forget to comment if you want to get a copy of the King Shazam issue. Thanks for listening. Hi, this is Renee Sylvia, 88, DC Legends moderator. Thank you for listening to this episode of WROL Broadcast. If you like this show, please check out patreon.com forward slash WROL broadcast and find out how to get cool perks. DP was worried about the coronavirus, but we reminded him that this wasn't a computer virus. 